The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, DVXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning on Thursday. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the show, um, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio and one that's not. You can go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and scroll down there on the right, and you'll be able to uh, catch the live feed of the video. We're going to be having some interaction this morning with my guest, uh, as well as some video uh, portions that we're going to play, which the radio audience will be able to hear, but uh, you guys who are viewing, you'll be able to see it as well. You can also catch that live feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim, FPPTim on Twitter, which is linked to my Periscope account, uh, Setting Brush Fires. Then our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, Michael Roach gives us a place there every weekday morning at 6 a.m., Saturdays at 8 a.m., and then Bradley is on at 3 p.m. Eastern. And then finally on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. You can also find us on Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty and Sons of Liberty Media. And um, there's one other thing. If you want to call in, if you've got a question for a guest uh, or a comment to make, you can do so. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. You guys watching, that's there in the bottom right-hand part of your screen. Now, with that said, we had Carrie uh, Rivera on. I don't know. It's been maybe a month and a half or two months ago. And we talked about the issues uh, of what she's dealt with, with dealing with children with autism and the results that she's had. And we decided we'd bring her back on. I meant to bring her on earlier, uh, and things just got busy. They're, they're just crazy for me at times. So we brought her on again today. She's been gracious enough to join us again this morning. And uh, we're all set up here. I'm just going to have to pull up the video portion for her, but uh, I just want to say uh, good morning, Carrie, or I guess I should say afternoon for you uh, there where you're at. <laughs> well, good morning to you, and thank you for having me back. I really got some nice emails from your people. Of course, my email's above my head here, if anyone <laughs> wants to send me an email, but I got some nice emails uh, from the last time we did an interview, so very lovely people watch your show or listen to your show, I should say. All right. I, we appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that about the people, and, and yeah, uh, I think lovely. they... Yeah, I think they learned a lot from you during that time. Now, I brought you on because what I wanted to do was I wanted to go over some of the things because recently 
And I did a show on this the other day. Um, I was kind of surprised. I, I don't know. I think they did pull this one, I, I, if I recall. <laughs> They've been pulling anything that I say about vaccines, uh, COVID, coronavirus, any of this and stuff. Terry Rivera, yeah. exactly. I well, mean, they pull everything. Yeah, you're, you're, I was surprised because I'm like, well, they haven't pulled the Carrie Rivera. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that. right, right. But w- I wanted to talk to you about uh, this uh, Gavi vaccine uh, summit that just took place in London. And then I want to kind of transition that into the work that you do. So we'll do that. I'm going to make mention of a report that was out. Oh, I don't know. It was in 2016. The guy came out, I think, in 2015. He was a CDC uh, whistleblower. Oh, uh, yeah. Booker. What was it? Booker or somebody. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Brian Hooker. Brian Hooker. Uh, no, this one is Do- Dr. William Thompson. He's a CDC oh, right, scientist. Right, right, right. Yes. Right. You're, you're probably familiar with him. And I'm just right. going to play a little. It'll be a, like a four minute segment here uh, from mm-hmm. Ben Swan where he brought this out about what vaccines they there is a link and some of that's been been hidden from the public to autism which is what you help children with so with that said take just a couple of minutes tell people what you've done uh and what your work is where 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 you do things and by the way we're going to give the disclaimer it's this is for information purposes only everybody (laughs) uh you you know you got to do your own thing you got to make your own judgments here right so um i uh, my son was diagnosed with autism in 2004 And after that point, what I was doing was basically looking for options as to how to heal my son, because there are a lot of people out there um, that charge a lot of money, do a lot of lab testing, sell you a lot of supplements. And uh, at some point, your child's managed autism is really not much better. That's what I did for about six years. And then I prayed. I really prayed. I really, really prayed. I mean, I was begging the other years, like, please, 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 please. But then I really just asked for, I asked for the tool. And I guess if you ask the right way and pray the right way with the right intentions, you get your prayers answered. So uh, the chlorine dioxide came into my life at that point. And um, I did a lot of research on it in 2010. And in those days, the algorithms were not set by Google, for example. So you could actually do an honest search. And everything was positive. There was really no, there was really nothing other than maybe a Herxheimer reaction where somebody just, you know, little bit of nausea or diarrhea or something like that, which is very normal when anybody's killing any pathogen, you know, whether the doctor gives you an antibiotic or something. I mean, even one of those will do that. So anyway, there was nothing negative, but, you know, destroyed virus, bacteria, parasites, candida, neutralized heavy metals, and brought down overall body inflammation. Well, that's what autism is. So it was going to basically take care of autism. You know, they use that C-U-R-E word. We don't want to use that, but you know what I mean? That's basically what it did. Um, so I started taking it and I thought if, I, if I'm okay with it, then my son will be okay with it. And this is 2010, August. And I started him out and the first day, and of course now the protocol has changed because I learned how to use it, but um, he had such a big turnaround in his autism. I mean, even on the first day, it was so incredible. His eye contact, he was smiling and that, that, that spark was back in his eye that he had lost eight years prior. It had never gone away no matter what we did. So this was a big turn. And at that time, I had a biomedical clinic in Mexico. And so we had a hyperbaric chamber, IV chelation, all this type of thing. So um, people were coming to the clinic and saying, wow, what, what, what are you doing with Patrick? I'm like, well, there's these drops that I bought from a doctor in the city nearby. You could, it was just, a, you know, in, in Mexico, medical doctors, not every one of them, but medical doctors sell chlorine dioxide because they use different healing methods in Latin America in general. They were quite open to the different methods as well as, you know, they kind of pick and choose between all the alternative and the mainstream, which is a great idea, unfortunately, in, 
in the first, uh, what is this, North America and uh, Europe, they don't let you do that kind of stuff. Anyway, I digress. Uh, started using it and about 28 kids recovered in the first six months. It was like, and, and all those years with the clinic, nobody recovered. And then like one kid recovered, you know, two kids recovered. So it was like amazing. And of course, I always believed that everybody was looking for a cure for autism, but that really wasn't the case. So I called on the Autism Research Institute that was started by Dr. Rimland back in 1970, but he had since passed away. And so I knew the man who had taken over for him. Uh, because we had translated the book, their protocol, you know, back in the, the day uh, into Spanish. And um, anyway, so I called him up and I said, hey, listen, you know, there's this stuff and like all these kids have recovered. They're, they're, they're no longer autistic. It's like, we've been waiting for this, you know, here's the word, here's the good news. And he says to me, Carrie, you need to have a double blind side-by-side -side study in order for this to matter. We're not interested. I was like, but Dr. Rimmel would be really interested in hearing this. But of course, he was no longer there. So it was always at the end of the day, it's always about the money. So, um, you know, I just kept on. I just kept on because, of course, you know, kids were recovering and nobody else was doing it. Nobody else was using chlorine dioxide for autism. They'd use it for basically every other thing, but not for autism. So that was kind of my my thing. And then I just kept developing the protocol. Now, 10 years later, I have a very balanced protocol for recovering the kids uh, kind of as quickly as possible. Um, and some results have been very good, but I've been under attack because chlorine dioxide is so good. It basically takes care of anything without saying that, you know, uh, our recent uh, pandemic or whatever that was, uh, it, it also can fix that in a day or two. And Andreas Kalker, a friend of mine, and he's uh, the scientist basically behind the chlorine dioxide. Of course, Jim Humble founded it 25 years ago as a healing mechanism, but Andreas has gone on to uh, to to give more science to it. And uh, he did a study in Ecuador, and you know, basically with almost 100% results in like a couple of days of just drinking some chlorine dioxide. So chlorine dioxide is really incredible for healing most all illnesses. Like I've seen people, uh, I work with a lot of families with, ch with children with autism. Most of the moms have either hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, Lyme disease, uh, chronic fatigue, whatever. And they take the protocol along with their children and they get better. They recover. They are no longer uh, having the symptoms of that disease. So they no longer have the diagnosis anymore. And, and, and as you see and use the chlorine dioxide, you realize it's going to heal you from all kinds of things. So like, let's say right now I start taking chlorine dioxide. Well, maybe I have something going on. Maybe I have a cancer brewing, or maybe I have a, you know, a, a, an autoimmune disorder uh, brewing. It's going to get rid of that, like three to six months. It's just going to get rid of you, Like You don't have to know what you definitely have. And then people say, well, it's not for everybody. Well, I've not seen it not be for everybody. I've seen it actually be for everybody. And people say, well, nothing works for everybody. But actually, it does. Um, you know, depending on the outcome, cancer is the only thing that I find to be challenging. I mean, people say they, I know Andreas and uh, Jim Humble, they and Mark Grennan, they've used it for cancer, and they've had success with it. I'm, I've not actually seen it. That's just the only the only besides that in ALS, I've kind of heard that everybody gets better. And then some people recover from pretty much everything. So it's, you know, it's so good. and It's so cheap. And the other thing when I was doing my prayer, 10 years ago, um, uh, asking for the solution. I was also in my heart holding that God doesn't just love rich people. So it can't be that stem cells are going to be the miracle cure for autism, for example, or any other disease. Cause you know, not everybody has $20,000 to shoot in their arm this afternoon, you know, um, and chlorine dioxide is pennies I and mean, it's like $20 and that $20 lasts you somewhere between 
two and six months. You know, you could do an entire family for pennies. It's really something incredible. And I think that that's really why I've come under so much attack. And of course, you know, I get interviewed by people and I, you know, try to move people like uh, people like Andreas, for instance, who had the study in Ecuador with the, with the, you know, the hundred people that were recovered from the COVID. Well, these are all important things that we, we keep putting out and putting out. And so they're going to try and stop us as, as, as much as they can. And uh, there's always people, thank God, like you, who give us a platform and, you know, little by little, we just keep going. Yeah, well, I, you know, I give a shout out to my friend, Bill Evans. He called in last time that you were on. Uh, he's, I, I think, probably your biggest fan because Aww. he's the one who turned me on to uh, the chlorine dioxide, too. And, uh, you know, what you said was true. I mean, and you don't need a prescription. Unlike uh, hydroxychloroquine, you don't even need a, a prescription. In fact, you can you can pick this up here to show people it's like forty two ninety nine plus six ninety nine shipping from Amazon or well this is by Inclor but the one that I got was from KV Labs it came through Amazon right. as well so you yeah. can get this stuff and people have have ridiculed you in the media I read some pieces on you some really hit pieces because these guys yeah. didn't even deal with anything they said well she's giving these kids bleach and I'm like mm. they put this stuff in the water treatment. You know, when 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 people are when the cities are trying to treat the water, not only to put all the bad stuff like the fluoride and stuff like that, they dump chlorine mm-hmm. dioxide in there. Now, I want to ask you real quickly, because when you get the if you pick up this chlorine dioxide and stuff, um, you know, I was told, OK, just add a couple of drops to the water. Uh, but if you if, if there can can there not be a danger with some of this as far as if you if you mix those two together, is the gas not bad for you? Before you add no, water, or do you put no, it in, no, the, no, in no. the other? No, listen, where okay. that comes from, there was many years ago, then they do use it in industry because it is perfect for killing pathogens and biofilms, and it's not dangerous for human consumption. That's why before we ever get our meats and vegetables and fruits to our homes or to the grocery stores, they're all sprayed with a gas of chlorine dioxide. So they're going to kill all those bugs that would kill us if they didn't do that. So they do use it in industry. And so somebody was in charge of, you know, basically like gas bombing some some industrial factory or place. And they went in uh, probably too soon, I think, and it did some damage to the lungs. But that it, it's not like you're putting a few drops together and inhaling it or hovering over it. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't have any okay. noxious effect at all. Okay. All right. Great. Now, with your let me ask you this. With your son. Do you believe that was a result of vaccines or was there something else that was going on? Okay, for sure. No question. No question. Because he faded away. By the time he was 12 months, he had eye contact and he had, I don't know, 100 words. And he was, you know, just firing on all cylinders. The guy was, you know, sharp as a tack. Um, and And I didn't ever give him antibiotics. At that point, I was starting into homeopathy. But of course, vaccines, well... It just like, oh, but when he had a toothache, I would get the homeopathy out or, you know, whatever was going on. I would always use homeopathy. So I never complicated his life with medications except for the vaccines. But, you know, back 20 years ago when he was born, uh, all we didn't have Internet like there is today. So you could research now pros and cons. I mean, there you, you know, I wouldn't use Google, of course, but, you know, use another search engine and you can actually come up with some good information on both sides. Then you can make your decision. But back then we only had these books called what to expect when you're expecting. And at the back of the book, it just told you what vaccines you were going to get in the first two years. 
No, I, yeah, I, I know my wife, my, that was the Bible, so to speak. That was my, my Bible too. <laughs> what to expect the first year, the yep. second year. Yeah, my wife had all of that. Uh, Carrie, we, in fact, speaking of the devil, my friend Bill has called in and uh, let me, let me take Hi, Bill's Bill. call. Let me take Bill's call right qu- quick. Uh, hey, Bill. Morning. Good morning. Got a question for I Carrie? wanted to, well, I, I wanted to ask Carrie and also just recommend that people get her little green, I call it the little green book. Uh, the little green book um, is uh, is fantastic because Carrie has basically laid out protocols for a variety of different chronic conditions. And I wanted to ask Carrie uh, uh, about um, DMSO and how she has come to utilize it in conjunction with the CD. Uh, to basically, I, we call it sort of a supercharging it. It, it, it like it almost picks up the chlorine dioxide and carries it to the affected portions of the body before it has a chance to lose its potency. That's the other thing that we try to always rem- remind people is that chlorine dioxide is a very um, it, it's a sh- it's a quick acting, short lasting uh, compound. It's a gas in solution. And it doesn't last very long, so it's much, much better to take it low and often, and low dosages very with great frequency, and ha- and what not to take it with, like t- try to avoid antioxidants, try to avoid eating food or teas or coffees or or fruity be- beverages. But I wanted to ask Carrie about the, her using of DMSO, and also Carrie, have you tried adding uh, essential peppermint oil to the DMSO? We found that adding a few drops of peppermint oil to the DMSO, uh, and then when we add dilute it with water, it removes the horrible taste and also removes the garlicky smell. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm uh, thank you very much for calling, and it's nice to hear from you. Um, DMSO, I really like it. I don't really use it much for autism. So for instance, if somebody has an ear infection, I will put it into the ear drops as well. Like really just kind of flood the ear with the CD water mix and then put a few drops of DMSO in there to drive it in and then do the other side, you know, scrapes or bruises or tumors on dogs, for example, or my mom had a weird thing under her armpit. It was kind of, she said, I got this bump and oh my gosh, here we go. And so I said, okay, after your shower every day, just, you know, put it on and then, you know, keep the towel on you and put your makeup on. And then by the time it dries, put your bra on and get dressed. So, you know, five minutes like that. We did that for about three weeks. Lump went away. I sent her for a thermogram, not a mammogram. And everything, thank God, was perfect. DMSO was found to cure cancer. So what they were doing back, I don't know why I'm getting off on a tangent about DMSO, but I absolutely love DMSO. Um, uh, Dr. Stanley Jacob, he was at the University of Portland basically all his life since 1962. And he just passed away a few years ago. He was still working up until he was 90 something. He always said he took one tablespoon of DMSO orally every single day. So it, well, they found it to be anti-cancer and that's why the research stopped on DMSO, but he stayed researching it on his own at the university. But as far as the information uh, getting out uh, that basically stopped, it was, it's a, it takes things deeper into the body. So if you have, let's say, even if you have a headache, you just wash your hands and you can put the DMSO right into your hands. I just pat it on my hands and I let it dry. In about two minutes, you can taste it in your mouth. So you can do things that are transdermal and uh, still have the benefits throughout your entire body. 
You can drink it. Uh, we were doing about eight milliliters three times a day in a glass of water uh, orally. We did that for about six weeks. I was doing that with families in 2011 after I came back from meeting with Jim Humble and Mark Grennan in the Dominican Republic because they were all about DMSO as well as the CD. And they were putting it, like you were saying, putting it into the CD, making it more uh, potent and driving it deeper uh, into the body. Chlorine dioxide lasts about 45 minutes in the body. So that's why it's better, as, as, as you were just saying, it's better to be taking frequent doses instead of very strong high doses. So back in the day, I think Jim was using somewhere between eight and 30 drops at one time back in the days when he was in the jungle and curing malaria. Uh, and so since then, what we do is we, we dose based on weight, and then we break up the amount of drops into a bottle of maybe 16 or 24 ounces. And we take a swig, uh, like one ounce every 45 minutes all day long from the time we wake up and the time we go to bed. And it kind of depends on what you're treating. If it's something like, you know, like a flu, for instance, or a virus, and, you know, they're just, they're passing things. It might be, you know, three to 10 days. Uh, if we do that for one or two days, usually that knocks it right out. But something like autism or Lyme disease, for instance, you could consider that you might be doing it for somewhere between 12 and 36 months on average. But again, I'm, I, I, do, I use uh, DMSO much more transdermally than I do orally, and I'm not really putting it with CD. I did it. There's also a little bit of a challenge because when I work with autism, for example, the kids are really sulfur sensitive. So their their sulfur pathways all messed up, and so they have a they can usually have negatives. Not negative, like it's not really bad for them, but the body doesn't isn't able to utilize it properly. So they actually usually have a regression, and regression will always kind of you know scare a parent thinking they're doing the wrong thing, so they would stop, and then that can be read the wrong way. So that's really why I don't use DMSO too much with autism, but I do use it for earaches. Or for you know cuts and abrasions, and of course the uh, yesterday lady at the end of the conversation, one of her dogs had tumors, so we make up a CD spray and put the DMSO, put the CD spray on there, and that will you know both of those things together or even separately would help with the the tumors the dog. I mean anybody, my mother too. Okay, Bill, is that it? You got another question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted just to, to let Carrie know that while we have been promoting her, you know, in the website. I created the website, thehealthforalloflife.com, but we are, as we speak, I've already seen the proofs, Carrie. This is, we're turning, this, we are spending a lot of money to turn this into what was originally just an iPhone project to make it a multimedia, really high-tech, cutting-edge, first-class, online virtual medical center. As well, I've also got a, a fellow uh, on the East Coast who's an author who is, taking the information in on the website and turning it into a book entitled okay. Health for All of Life. And okay. you were, you're obviously featured prominently in both okay. of those. Uh, and uh, his wife was actually uh, relieved from years of Lyme disease from using the chlorine dioxide and uh, following uh, your advice. So we've okay. had great success, and we wish you all the best. And... Uh, Pray that the we really do. We are very, very uh, prayerful that the conditions are changing. You know, we're trying to get this information to the people at the highest levels that can affect policies, and hopefully, you will uh, will be able to celebrate the day when you're no longer uh, persona non grata. Amen. I can't wait because it's been just absolutely 
exhausting. And, and, you know, when we were growing up, you know, we were taught that, you know, good wins over evil. And it just seems like, <laughs> just doesn't seem like that some days, to be really honest. All right, Bill, I appreciate yeah. your call, man. Thank you for right, the, thanks, the input. Bye-bye. Yeah, see ya. All right, there goes Bill, and we appreciate Bill very much. We've had him on to talk about hydroxychloroquine and also uh, chlorine dioxide. Uh, boy, he, he's learned a lot, and he's taught me some things too. Um, okay, let's make a transition because we're about at the halfway point here, and uh, I did label this over the issue of Gavi, uh, the, the the vaccine summit that recently happened in London. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play two clips. The first one's about two minutes. This is right off the, the site. This is the welcome address by the guy who can't brush his hair, um, Boris Johnson. Um, I've never understood that, that you would go out in public without with your hair looking like this. But anyway, here's... So he just can crawl out of a pub. <laughs> yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Actually, it looks like he, he came off the hard night from the pub. But Exactly. Either- <laughs> that's what he looks like. And I always thought, what's with this guy? And yeah. then he, they're like, oh, he's a new PM. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me play this real quickly. And let's talk about this. And then I want to play this part because this this autism thing is is playing into... Uh, some of this too and this is the stuff they will not tell you so let's hear from uh, the guy who can't comb his hair your excellencies ladies and gentlemen i'm delighted to welcome you to this virtual global vaccine summit and what i hope will be a real moment when the world comes together uniting humanity in the fight against disease that is our mission today To defeat coronavirus, we must focus our collective ingenuity on the search for a vaccine and ensure that countries, pharmaceutical companies and international partners like the World Health Organization cooperate on a scale beyond anything we've seen before. We must use the collective purchasing power of Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, to make that future vaccine affordable and available to all who need it. And if we are to make this the beginning of a new era of global health collaboration, we must also replenish the funding for the vaccines we already have, strengthening routine immunization against preventable diseases in the poorest countries. It's an amazing fact that every year, Gavi and its partners help immunize around half of all newborn children protecting more than 760 million infants in the last two decades and saving over 13 million lives. For the next five years, we now need at least $7.4 billion to protect another 300 million children and save up to 8 million lives. So, just as the UK is the single biggest donor to the international effort to find a coronavirus vaccine, we will remain the world's leading donor to Gavi, contributing £1.65 billion over the next five years. I urge you to join us to fortify this life-saving alliance and inaugurate a new era of global health cooperation, which I believe is now the most essential shared endeavour of our lifetimes. Thank right. you. There's Boris Johnson, the man who can't brush his hair. And today um, we saw- whoops, there's somebody else coming in. And uh, one of the things that he doesn't tell you is he tells you they're saving all these lives, but they can't prove that they're saying all I've seen from everything I've looked at. Yeah. 
there's not one vaccine that has actually been proven to prevent it because the it's an assumption. It's assumption that if you're a healthy kid, right. we give you the vaccine and you don't die from whatever we gave you the vaccine for, then then it works, uh, which is kind of really bad logic. And uh, then he says, we're donating all this. Well, who's the we? Well, the government is taking the money from the people and it's giving it to these these big pharma corporations, Gavi. That's where this is where this goes out to. And they're not really saving lives. In fact, in the process of developing some of these things, people were actually losing lives. I made mention earlier this week in the UK, uh, Carrie, they're actually having kids as young as five that they're having go in for these these coronavirus, uh, you know, testing. Um, young as five. The parents are just that non-thinking I, I, or, or fearful or whatever the case may be. And drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, taking them in there. What do you got to say about what Boris has to say here? It's utterly disturbing. I don't believe that there should be mandatory vaccines, and that's actually what's happening, because in the UK, you can't go to school unless you're vaccinated, and they're vaccinating. Um, I, I just think vaccines are extremely dangerous, and there needs to be testing. And like Dr. Mikovits and um, Mike Adams and others will say, I'm not anti-vaccine, but these vaccines are not actually tested. You know, I mean, so I'm anti the vaccines that they're offering us, of course, you know, this is they're all the ones that we have right now are causing things like autism, ADD, ADHD, asthma, allergies, death, paralyzation. You know, the, that, um, that, uh, what's that, uh, um, the herpes one, uh, uh, they like to give it to young women and it causes paralysis in the gut and many people have died from it. Oh, the HPV? The, the, yes, exactly that one. I mean, some of, they're just so, all of them are so dangerous. So if they, you know, if they were actually making things that were safe, which they're not making anything safe, right? Now, there is no safe vaccine in the world today. Doesn't mean that wouldn't be possible to do them, but of course, then they wouldn't have the back end of all the sick people they're able to sell drugs to. So they, you know, they create the clients basically for the back end, the ones that they don't kill. And they don't really want to kill us. They want to maim us. And then of course, you know, well, they would like us dead, but with time, once they make money off of our illnesses. So he's just disgusting. I mean, all of these globalists that have the same agenda and what people have to wake up to is that we are the 99% and they are the 1%. We need to stick together. People like you, like me, like Mike Adams, like Dr. Mikovits, like Senate, like I can go on and on with the names. There's so many of us in, in the 99% that are trying to wake up the rest of the 99% before it's too late because the power is definitely in the people. Uh, we, we don't need to be told by Boris Johnson that we need to get jabbed with some kind of poison that's going to damage our DNA. I think these are RNA vaccines, so they're going to actually change us, and they're probably going to have some sort of thing that makes us uh, sterile so we can't actually have children like they did in Africa. I and mean, they're doing just disgusting things, as Bill Gates, what he's done to Africa with his uh, awful vaccines. And, of course, the rest of the world, I mean, everybody's vaccinating. You know, everyone has the same the same schedule. It's really... I mean, some days I have to cry. I really, it's too much because you just hear it like this over and over and over again, the same stories, you know, oh, my babies were fine. And then my babies were not fine. And I work with families that have one, two, three kids with autism. I mean, three kids with autism, you know, you get up in the morning, you just want to slam your head in the door. You know, so there's, it's just a monumentous uh, problem as to, you know, how do you start this? And it could have been all avoided. It could have been avoided. That's the disgusting part. And then they go to their, you know, as they talk bad about me, these doctors, well, they don't know what chlorine dioxide is, but because they happen to have a white coat on 
people think that they're God and they know everything. Well, they're not God and they don't know everything, first of all. They only know what they learned in the book and they took an oath that they would, they would make sure that everybody got what they learned. And that's not to slam doctors because I think that there's certain doctors that are very good. Emergency medicine is really important. Ophthalmology is very important. But things like oncology and, and pediatrician, these, they're only giving us bad poisons for, and, and they're destroying our health, our good health that we came with, you know. Uh, no, I, I know. So exhausted it, by it, it. No, it is, it is very frustrating. And, very. Yeah. And, and people can learn. This is, they said, I've had people ask certain things. Uh, well, you're not a doctor and this person's not a doctor. And well, right. this is what we've been trained to think when, when right. the reality is in a lot of cases, you know, we've talked about medical doctors are really good for trauma, uh, very. and things of that nature, but for right. just everyday health and stuff, the, right. the naturopathy way to go is really where people need to focus a lot of what they eat, um, even treatments exactly. like what you've got in, in your book here. We're going to have a link to that after the show. Now, there was a question in the um, in the uh, in the chat that somebody didn't understand the difference between a thermogram and a mammogram. Could you quickly explain that? Sure. Well, the mammogram actually deposits radiation into our soft tissue, which causes breast cancer. So you want to avoid the mammogram. Those actually are cancer causing and they know that and that just gets more patients for their oncology department. And then, of course, in 10 years when you're dead, they got a probably a million and a half, two million dollars out of your insurance company for those uh, poison treatments that they give to people that have cancer. Um, and the mammogram, it's like a heat seeking machine. So the because the cells are dividing and multiplying very quickly with cancer. So you can see them showing up on the uh, this this sort of heat thermography uh, scan. Okay. All right. Now, another thing that came out of the Gabby uh, summit was the fact that Bill Gates, who said the world today has 6.8 billion people, that's headed up to about 9 billion. If we do a really great job on vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, uh, I mean, he almost, he and his wife kind of have their links right in there with the Margaret Sanger Planned Parenthood, which Bill Gates's dad was ahead of Planned Parenthood at right. one time. He says we could... Yeah, he didn't say we could expand life and we life could he says we could actually lower um that by perhaps 10 to 15%. I mean, that is a huge going up to 9 billion people, that is almost a billion people or over a billion people that he mm -hmm. says we could lower the percentages by. This guy believes in depopulation without saying the word depopulation. He's 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 putting that forth. But at the at the at the Gavi summit, one of the things he said was, if you were an anti-vaxxer, then you're putting everybody else's life at risk, which is really illogical because those people who want that take that you want to take that vaccine, wouldn't they be protected from people who don't want to take it? Absolutely. And, and he's he's not bashful by saying, you know, that he, he would like depopulation. He did a TED talk on it. I've seen it on different occasions. It's so disturbing. And people still don't wake up that, you know, we are the 99% that he, the 1%, would like to vaccinate into sterility. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, um, an untimely death would be great, too. Yeah, well, I yeah. And, and this is the same mentality. I put it on on the show earlier in the week uh, with Margaret Sanger wanting to go after the blacks. And his wife even said, after healthcare workers, we're going to target the blacks because they need it the most. Well, I guess those are the people they've been practicing on the most. They're in Africa. 
But mm -hmm. the fact, and, and it's a shame. I mean, really, boy, we talk about going into places uh, unconstitutionally with our military to use them. Uh, and yet all of this stuff that goes down in, in Africa is just horrific for the people there. Now, there's one thing I want to do here, and, and this will kind of segue into a lot of this other stuff that we've already been talking about with that, because I don't think Gavi even brings up the subject of autism. And people have said, well, there's no link between vaccines and autism, but there is. And uh, I'm going to play a short little thing, and I want to get you to comment on this. It. about four, four and a half minutes. This was from 2016. Um, this is a report by Ben Swan. And again, this is from the doctor who came out from, the, he's a, a scientist and a doctor, out from the CDC. And here's what he had to say. Everybody take a listen. Well, just days ago, over 100 protesters gathered outside of the CDC right here in Atlanta, demanding transparency when it comes to vaccines. So are these people conspiracy theorists, or do they have a good reason to be here? I promise, this is a reality check you won't see anywhere else. There's too much corruption, too much conflict of interest, and our children are paying the price. Well, it is an incredibly controversial subject, to say the least. But those protesters outside the CDC here in Atlanta say that the information being provided to the public about vaccines is not completely honest. And all of it hinges on one man, this guy right here, a scientist you've probably never heard of. That scientist's name is Dr. William Thompson. And it was on August 27th of 2014 that Dr. Thompson made an admission that got very little media coverage, but it was a major statement. That statement read in part, quote, I regret that my co-authors and I omitted statistically significant information in our 2004 article published in the journal Pediatrics. The omitted data suggested that African-American males who received the MMR vaccine before age 36 months were at increased risk for autism. Decisions were made regarding the findings of the report at the data was collected, and I believe that the final study protocol was not followed. So I'll tell you the significance of that statement in just a minute, but let's be clear here. Dr. Thompson did not come forward on his own. He released that statement I read to you only after he was secretly recorded by Dr. Brian Hooker. Now, once that happened, Thompson hired a whistleblower attorney, then turned over documents to Congress. Dr. Thompson still works, by the way, for the CDC. And a few weeks ago, I requested a sit-down interview with him. Dr. Thompson refused that request. Even though he wouldn't sit down with me, Thompson has claimed that he's handed over documents about this case to Congressman Bill Posey's office. Now, I spoke with the congressman's office about that, and the spokesman confirms to me that thousands of documents were handed over. But sources within that office tell me as many as 100,000 documents were actually handed over. Congressman Posey brought this information to the floor of Congress, and what he read there was nothing short of stunning. That authors of the study not only hid the actual findings, but attempted to destroy evidence. Quoting from Dr. Thompson, the authors of the study decided not to disclose to the public that African-American boys under 36 months were more susceptible to developing autism or autism-like symptoms from the MMR vaccine. The remaining four co-authors all met and brought a big garbage can into the meeting room and reviewed and went through all the hard copy documents that we had thought we should discard and put them in a huge garbage can. However, because I assumed it was illegal and would violate both FOIA and DOJ requests, I kept hard copies of all documents in my office and I retained all associated computer files. I believe we intentionally withheld controversial findings from the final draft of the pediatrics paper. 
so just in case you missed it there, Dr. Thompson, that statement, by the way, read into the congressional record, a CDC scientist and an author of the study in the journal Pediatrics that insisted there is no link between vaccines and autism, admits that he and other authors of that study left out information that was deemed controversial. Information that in some African-American male children who are given the MMR vaccine, the measles vaccine, before 36 months, did have an increased risk of autism and signs of autism. And that not only did the CDC hide that information, but that the authors of the study threw that evidence into a trash can and destroyed it. So what you need to know here is that there is so much hysteria over this subject. Now, why is it that you have to be all for vaccines given in all quantities at all times to all people or you're anti-vaccination? You know, vaccines probably have saved more lives on this planet than any other single medical advancement. You might know that. But what you might not know is that all vaccines in all quantities for all people are not safe. Every year, hundreds of children are injured by vaccines here in the United States. Since 1986, the United States government they have paid out $3 billion to the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, but raise even one question, just one, about why that is, and you get shouted down. That's Reality Check. Let's talk about that tonight on Twitter. All right, so there's Ben and uh, some of the things he said there. What's your comments on, on that report there, Kerry? Well, at the very end, he said hundreds of children are harmed right. by vaccines. I mean, hundreds? Yeah, Let's thousands. go with millions. Oh, I mean, these well. kids, I guess 1% of the world has autism today. You know, autism was just started in 1942, I think was the first or second case ever ever seen or diagnosed. So, and then of course it's grown from, even when my son was diagnosed back in 2004, I think it was one in 66. And now I think it's one in 30. And that would be including girls. So that brings the number uh, a little bit higher. So it's probably even lower. It's probably even like one in 18. Who knows? I mean, it's really, really, really bad. It's devastatingly bad. Um, and the vaccines are definitely not safe. They're not tested. Uh, there is no uh, place to go if your child is harmed by these vaccines. And of course, they're mandatory. They're pushing it on us. And they're adding more and more vaccines every year. So what I see as a practitioner Oh, and also, you know, people like me, we come up with a solution and then we get slammed because I'm not a doctor. I'm a homeopath, but I came up with a solution looking for answers for my own son. And then, of course, you know, nobody else knows my protocol but me. Nobody else knows what I do. I mean, there's people that have knocked it off and they've sort of adjusted it and they're doing it with other people and other languages and things. And that's great. You know, of course, it's really important to spread the word and share the information around. But at the end of the day, nobody's worked with this as long as I've worked with it. But uh, this this autism becoming an epidemic can only be had or created uh, by an environmental insult, which is the vaccine. And I've also seen children with uh, abuse of antibiotics or uh, getting vac- getting autism right after around you know rounds and of course these doctors for earaches they'll give them like I one girl she had forty rounds before she was two years old of antibiotics can you imagine that and then there was an, uh, two kids that I that I worked with they their autism came right after they were circumcised between nine and twelve months so that means that the anesthesia caused this to happen as well so it's you know dropping the immune system down and then of course the pathogenic 
pathogens in the body are able to take over. And then that's kind of the beginning of the end. And then autism ensues. So I think vaccines are extreme. These vaccines are extremely dangerous because they're absolutely not tested and they should be pulled immediately. Um, you know, and they should actually, the people that are making the vaccine should be held accountable that they're harming people. I mean, we're all held accountable. You know, this is, this is the whole, the whole thing. Like when you look at chlorine dioxide, it's harmed no one. No one has ever died from taking chlorine dioxide. Quite the opposite. You know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions have been healed from taking chlorine dioxide for everything from like a, a conjunctivitis to autism and beyond. So uh, they should be held to the same standards, of course, and they're not. They're just maiming people, and now they're maiming them mandatorily. You have to take these vaccines in order to get a paycheck or in order to go to school, or you know, pretty soon it's going to be in order to get on an airplane. You're going to need a new passport. Did you get that COVID vaccine? Because Bill Gates wants to sell $7 billion of them. Well, yeah, and that, <clears throat> I think that's exactly what the issue is, is that one, uh, the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, at least, is, to prote- is supposed to protect us the where people can be secure, even in their own persons, their own bodies. That's one. And then two, you know, the Bible talks about God says, or Jesus says that you can't serve God and money. And this, everything that we cover, whatever corruption it is or whatever it is, it's all about somebody making money somewhere. And I'm not against people making money, but you have to do it honestly. Now, if we have uh, a doctor who's blowing the whistle and the CDC is is this is the, the very definition of fascism we're giving all kinds of money your money america is going to the cdc oh well it's to help us okay but it's not authorized in the constitution that's the thing it's it's lawless it's theft from you and instead of it being used for what it for what is lawful it's being used for what is unlawful and now these guys are getting this we've got this dr thompson saying this about they're destroying evidence now, why are they destroying evidence? So they can sell you on the vaccine. And the damage is coming to you and your children. Uh, and this is what Carrie is having to, to come behind and help families with uh, because of the damage that's been created because of that. Then they go on top of that, Carrie. They give them immunity. They can produce. This is what's so even more disturbing about Donald Trump with the Operation Warp Speed now we're going to cut down, you know, what kind of corners are they going to be cutting now uh, with this vaccine testing to, to, to put that out there? And some people have said, well, Donald Trump hasn't said mandatory vaccines. In fact, he said for those who want it, I, I grant. But there was one interview where it almost seemed like that's what he hinted at, because we know he said the, the kids out in, in California last year had to have their measles. That's that sounds mandatory. Uh, you got it's to mandatory have and he wants to send the military door to door. So if the military comes to your door, most of us, you know, we're God fearing people and we're, you know, we respect these people with these big machine guns on their back. What are we going to do? We're going to be like, okay, here, go ahead. And here's my kids. And I mean, it's going to be absolutely frightening. And I cannot believe, I, I know what he said the other day, but what he says and what actually is going to happen you know, he was going to build a wall. He's going to do a lot of things that haven't happened. Either yep. he's going to, he said to Hillary Clinton that day, if I was president, you'd be in jail. Well, you're president. She's not in jail. So four I, years I don't almost. believe what yeah. I hear. Yeah, four years almost. And this is the thing that we've tried right. to tell people. And they say, oh, well, the Democrats have been after him. No, his attorneys take care of that stuff. He's been free to golf more times than Obama what did in eight years. And uh, nobody raises a stink about that, despite the cost of all of that every time he goes and does that. But I don't want to get off on Trump. I, the, the, we, we deal with Trump enough yeah. here with that. But 
But this protection over the vaccine companies, and now we're seeing this Gavi uh, vaccine summit, and they're raising mm-hmm. billions of dollars, uh, some of them from, from private entities, which is their decision to do. It's their money to do with what they want. But mm-hmm. to take it from the people of these countries and to give it to these people who are who basically have been outed as oh, pulling, you know, pulling the wool over people's eyes. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible to think that they're trustworthy. Yeah, well, they're not. And like I said, I really don't believe even though he sort of said that on the sly, oh, you know, only if you want them. I think when it comes down to it, that will be forgotten. That will be forgotten and they're going to be mandatory. Well, I tend to think that, too. I, I think that's definitely coming over in the U.K. from what we've seen from Boris Johnson, some of the talk that's over there, uh, that the only solution is a vaccine. They're not willing to look at anything else uh, except the vaccine. And they, that has to be pushing a certain agenda. And we're going to have Debbie Bakajalupi on tomorrow, who really is into the Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's going to join us all the way from the West Coast, 3 a.m. She says, I don't sleep very well. She's going to come on and talk about that. Talk about the vaccine, the coronavirus, the riots and stuff we're having here, um, and how all of that is pushing towards this Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. And so I, I, I think there's a bigger agenda than just to maim us, paralyze us, even kill us. Um, there is a, there is an agenda to enslave the population of the globe. And it just isn't by the heads of your state. These people are just the puppets. They're the mask of the people behind it who want this kind of thing. And we, there's a whole history for this, but uh, that's for another show, I guess. Uh, Kerry, what, what about your book here? You've got your book, uh, and people can pick it up at kerryrivera.com. It's called right. Alternative First Aid Reference Guide. Now, it's for campers, preppers, and household use. What What are some of the things that you offer in here? Is everything about uh, chlorine dioxide, or do you have some other things that you offer in that? Well, yeah, I, I like DMS. So I think, you know, everybody should have, like, in their bug-out bag, as, as Mike Adams says, a bug-out bag. Um, everybody should have in the bag, you know, or, or in your kitchen, where I keep everything in mind, um, you want to have things, you know, if somebody gets a cut or a bruise or a pink eye or an ear infection or whatever the circumstances are. And like you're saying, I mean, you know, of course, emergency medicine, there's mainstream medicine is excellent at it. If you break a leg, go to the hospital, you know. Um, but there's so many things that we can take care of at home with really simple things. So like ear infection, that's really simple. You're just putting, basically, you're putting the, the CD and the drops into the ear. You can use 10 drops per ounce, for example, and then just, you know, drops of that and put a few drops of DMSO right on top of it and then let it live there for about 15 seconds and then do the other side. You want to do that if you have an ear infection about every 15 minutes for maybe three or four hours and that's over so um there's just a lot of quick fix things that we can do or you know even like mouth those those sores you get in the mouth canker sores or i mean so many different things but basically chlorine dioxide bentonite clay dmso and of course all these things are you know super inexpensive and they last a long time in your cabinet so it's not like you have to throw it away after a year i mean they're good for years yeah, that's and you don't have to have a prescription for it either. You can just get this. Uh, I was showing some things. We'll have the links up okay. at Amazon. Uh, it's, it's just a simple thing. Uh, the chlorine dioxide is forty two ninety nine, and the DMSO you can get a gallon of this stuff for like forty bucks. And that's, that's really those. Yeah, those are the things I got. And these are just natural remedies. And it's not again. You don't have to have. It's not a controlled substance. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about big pharma. So yeah, somebody produces it, but. 
you know, the worker's worthy of his wages, the person who produces things. I'm not against people earning uh, their living and things. But when you start seeing the billions of dollars that get poured into vaccines uh, and then the promotion, and then you get all of a sudden you get the information that comes out and says, well, they're keeping stuff from us. They're not telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth about their tests, about their studies, about what kind of damage it does. I don't understand what, you know, we, we showed the congressman reading. I don't understand. Well, I do understand the Justice Department should be bringing these people to justice. They should be shutting them down because they're committing a major fraud upon the people and they've caused, irrep- well, I don't want to say irreparable harm because you're obviously providing some of those things to repair some of that. But they are causing harm to people. And who knows if, you know, when Ben was saying, oh, well, you you may not have this, or you may not. I don't know. I had a guy tell me, Stephen Hallbrook, he's... He's got the uh, the website on, on Christians and vaccines. He's told me that even me having uh, allergies is usually a result. Allergies are usually the result of vaccines that they they weren't really known before vaccines became prominent. Right, because it's causing a leaky gut. So proteins from foods that should stay in your intestine, go from mouth to anus, and should not be in your bloodstream are getting through this leaky, porous wall of the intestine and seeping into the bloodstream, and then it's traveling around the body where it's not supposed to be. So it causes uh, inflammation, and there's the, the allergy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've, I started noticing them in my teen years. Uh, didn't have them before then. And I noticed mm-hmm. them in that, and I get them once or twice a year to the point where they just wear me out, and I just can't even hardly work. I mean, I have to take a day to just kind of, I'm in to do a couple of things and I go lay down and they do a couple of things. And I go lay down. So they, they have a wearing on you in that. Now you mentioned leaky gut. We got about two minutes here. It, th- does any of this help with leaky gut at all? Sure. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. For all sure. right. Cause my, my son definitely has that issue and he's went to a lot of homeopaths, um, taking a lot of different things and he still gets, uh, upset, upset stomach. He gets, uh, some burnings on his hands, um, and things that they turn really red, uh, feet are like that too. And, uh, so send it's, me an email and I'll give you, I'll send you a protocol and, okay. um, yeah. And, and then put your address there and I'll have some stuff sent to you. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. All right, Carrie, tell people real quick. Um, we're running up against the end of the show here about a minute left. Tell people real quick <laughs> where they can find out about you and about your book. Well, uh, CarrieRivera.com, I have a newsletter, and I would suggest to anybody, if they're even remotely interested in what I had to say or share, to please sign up for the newsletter. This is the way that I can stay in touch with people because I've been um, I've been censored so much that I'm not really very findable. It's really hard to find me, especially if people are still using a search engine like Google, which is just uh, propaganda. So I would and stop using that one, but you won't be able to find anything good about me. So CarrieRivera.com, and due to some censorship, I've had to take so many things down, so it's been picked away, but my newsletter, I would definitely sign up for my newsletter. And if you have any questions, I, I send out a newsletter every week. If you have any questions, this is my direct email, Carrie at CarrieRivera.com. But that newsletter is my way to stay in touch with you. So uh, please join. And I'm only sharing really th- usable, useful things. You know, I'm not t- trying to send, you know, it's not like I'm selling Amway products or something. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just about, uh, it's just about sharing the information because, you know, like the old fashioned way, basically, because they've censored people like us off of the internet. Yep. Yep. I agree. Carrie Rivera, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us. At thank you for inviting me back. It's always sure. nice to be here with you. And I'll wait your email about your son. All right. Great. You guys, All right. 23 hours, Debbie Bakajalupi. See ya. <laughs>